which hung just below her knees, revealing thin calves, which stopped in heavy black, sensible shoes. The woman wore a necklace of multicoloured plastic beads, which she had looped twice round her long neck, and she wore equally inexpensive plastic bangles around each wrist. Yes, she said, with a trace of curiosity, but without any trace at all of fear or alarm caused by the two strangers who had suddenly presented themselves on her doorstep. Police, Carmen Farrow held up her ID card. Fenner did the same. All right, the woman replied after glancing at each card. I can see you're genuine. Is there some trouble? Mrs. Graham? Farrow asked. Mrs. Anne Graham? Miss. But yes, Miss Anne Graham? I dare say that you'll be calling about the murder of the Middleton family all those years ago. Horrible thing to have happened. Yes, yes we are. Carmen Farrow replaced her ID card in her handbag. How did you know that? I didn't. I guessed. Miss Graham glanced continually from Carmen Farrow to Thompson Ventner, and then back to Farrow and Ventner. I thought you'd be very likely calling on me when I saw the evening news on television last night. It said that the police were taking another look at the murders. I must say, you took your time to reopen the case, but at least you're having another stab at it, so good for you, I say. Good for you. We're not reopening it. Ventner held firm eye contact with Miss Graham. It was never closed. Cases are only closed upon a conviction being obtained. But anyway, you sound angry, Miss Graham. Were you fond of the family? No. No, I wasn't, Miss Graham snorted. I didn't like them much at all, really, but I thought then, and I still think, that the police stopped their inquiries all too soon. But then I'm not a copper, so I suppose you had your reasons. Or the police, all those years ago, had their reasons, so why are you investigating again? We have the time, Carmen Farrow replied quickly and strongly, sensing that Thompson Ventner was going to tell Miss Graham about the Wedgwood vase, which had been seen in the window of an antique shop and further sensing that it was an item of information which was, at that time, best withheld from Miss Graham. Yes, it's a, a quiet period, Bender confirmed, taking his cue from Carmen Farrow. We have the time, and so we thought we'd use it. Simple as that. So, how can I help the police? Miss Graham continued to look at the two officers with her cold, green, piercing eyes. I'm sure I told the police everything I knew last time. I found the family when I called to clean that day. They were all in a heap, a bloody mess, and the house was smashed up. It's a sight I have not been able to forget. I cannot drive it from my mind, even with the vodka. It just stays. No, no, it wouldn't be, Carmen Farrow replied sensitively and sympathetically. Images like that are not easy to forget. But we heard you did well. How you kept your head, left the house as soon as you saw what had happened and ran to a nearby house and raised the alarm. So we can also say good for you. Miss Crane gave a small shrug of her right shoulder in response to the compliment. We wondered if we could go over the events again with you for our benefit, being new to the investigation and... We also wondered if there might be anything you might now remember which you did not mention at the time, Benner added, or anything 
which only seems relevant with the passing of time. It's been twenty years, after all. Twenty. Miss Graham's voice faltered. Has it really been twenty years? Yes, Thompson Fenner smiled. Time flies, as they say. I can't think of anything. I didn't tell the police at the time, but I'll answer your questions if you like, Miss Graham replied, in a sudden display of meekness in her high-pitched, rasping voice. You better come in. You'd be better inside than out here on the step. I can see a few curtains twitching already. They're a nosy lot round here, really nosy. I mean, one life to lead is enough for me, so I keep myself to myself, but round here... It's like it's their life and everyone else's as well, so you better come in. She turned and walked into the poorly lit hallway of her home. Carmen Farrow stepped nimbly over the threshold and into the house. Thompson Ventner followed her and shut the door gently behind him.